Hi, you're listening to the new Happy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Harrison, and this week we're talking about the power of friendship, and specifically, the type of friend who helps you to be the best version of you. I call them soul friends. The first book that I remember reading on my own was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. I have this distinct memory of being so captivated by it that I refused to respond to my mom's calls for dinner. A few years later, I was bewitched by another series, The Lord of the Rings. I know that I'm not alone in having these books be a very important touchstone of my youth. And I was so delighted to find out that the authors of these books, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien, were also the best of friends. In 1926, a year after Tolkien began teaching at Oxford, he met Lewis during a faculty meeting. They soon bonded over a shared passion for mythology and an agreement that the landscape of science fiction and fantasy books were not living up to their potential. So they set out to write their own. This mutual encouragement gifted us with two of the greatest stories that the world has ever seen. And both credit their friendship with being essential to the development of these creations. Tolkien shared an early draft of a Middle-earth story with Lewis, who encouraged him to keep writing and to keep pursuing it. On the other hand, Lewis experienced a crisis of faith and turned to Tolkien, who encouraged him to bring these questions he was wrestling with into his stories, which led to the creation of the world of Narnia. In a letter, Tolkien wrote, The unpayable debt that I owe Lewis was not influence, as it is ordinarily understood, but sheer encouragement. He was for long my only audience. Only from him did I ever get the idea that my stuff could be more than a private hobby. But for his interest and unceasing eagerness for more, I should never have brought the Lord of the Rings to a conclusion. We all need a friend or two like this. Lewis himself wrote in another piece, Friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art, like the universe itself. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival. Lewis and Tolkien were what I call soul friends, which is a concept that I'm borrowing from Aristotle. He defined three different types of friendship. The first was friendship for pleasure. Two people go out to the bar and have fun. The second was friendship for utility. Two people with complementary skills work together to achieve something. And the third was friendship for virtue. 
two people help one another to become their best selves and to develop themselves. These are soul friends. So by all accounts, Tolkien and Lewis loved to drink at the bar together. (laughs) And I'm sure they also offered one another some level of utilitarian support. But by all accounts, they were mostly soul friends. They encouraged one another to dig deep into their imagination and to persevere in turning it into something incredible. There is so much scientific research that tells us just how important friends are to our well-being. So much it would be impossible for me to cover it all in this episode. The most important thing to know is that most researchers are in complete agreement that positive relationships are the single most important factor for living a good, happy life. Having good friends helps us to better manage our stress. Good friendships erect this protective bubble around us that buffers us from the negative effect of stress. A friend's presence is like an umbrella in the rain. You know that because of them, you'll be able to stay safe and dry. In one study, a college student was isolated and asked to do a hard math problem all alone. When that happened, their heart rate and their stress went up. But when they did a similar problem, but they had a friend in the room with them, their heart rate and their stress stayed lower. Friends protect us from stress. Some studies have found that having friendships is more protective than behaviors like not smoking and exercising, these things we devote so much energy to and we think are so critical for our health and well-being. Having strong friendships can literally add years to your life. One study found that it gives you up to a 50% better chance of survival over a seven-year period. And then, of course, friends just help us to become happier. They improve our moods. They help us to enjoy our lives, to play, to find joy. And they are a powerful venue for belonging and purpose and connection. Let's talk now about how to identify and nourish your existing soul friends, as well as to find more of them in your life. It can be helpful to start with a little bit of reflection. If you can, grab something to write with, or if you're driving or can't do that, just think about the answer to this question. Who in your life is a soul friend? Somebody who brings out the best in you. If you're like most people who I ask, any names of people come to mind very quickly. We sort of feel it on a gut level who these people are. Once you have them in mind, just think for a second now here with us. What is it that sets them apart? Do they make you feel seen? Do they support you unconditionally? Do they push you? to do things that you think you might not be able to do? Do they make you feel strong and supported? 
Try to get specific about the reason why this connection is so important and meaningful to you. I'm excited to share now a story from one of our new happy community members talking about a friend who has made a difference in their life. Hello, my name is Svanche and I'm from Germany. And first of all, thank you for listening. And uh, I would really love to share a story about a friend of mine, which I just met recently. So this friend I'm talking about, she's the dearest friend of my boyfriend. And I'm so glad that I finally got to meet her. And uh, she made a huge difference in my life because she inspires me in so many points to stick to myself and to raise awareness towards my own wants and needs. And especially she showed me that it's possible to have a clear communication about what you want and about what you don't want. And uh, that really opened my eyes and I see, uh, let's say, huge opportunity to develop myself as well as to use my voice to stand up for myself. Now take a second to consider how you want to nurture these friendships. It can be really hard to prioritize friendships amidst everything else going on in our lives, and especially with where we are in the world with the last year and a half of this pandemic. Friendships will likely feel disrupted in many different ways. For me, I haven't seen a friend in person for over a year and a half at this point. If that applies to you, that's okay. Maybe this can be a sort of chance to consciously consider how you want to engage with your friends moving forward, how you want to make space for them in your life, and enrich these connections that do so much to nourish you. That leads to something else to consider, which is how am I showing up as a soul friend? What can I do differently? How can I be the type of friend that I want to have? There's a few different strategies here that can be profoundly impactful. The first is what I call holding up the mirror which again comes from Aristotle, who argued that this is one way we can become better and help others to be better. We can be a mirror to our friends to show them a view of themselves that they are not able to see on their own. You can do this in so many ways. Show them how awesome they are. Tell them what you've learned from them. Speak loving words to them. Give them compliments. Remind them of their highest and their best qualities, of what they've overcome, of their strength. Create a space of safety and trust so that they can be vulnerable. These are profound gifts that we can give to our loved ones, and they can strengthen and nourish a relationship so much too. The second is to be a friend who asks questions that are different that go deeper asking 
questions is what facilitates vulnerability and connection and a sense of closeness. Some of my most nourishing friendship experiences have come just from simply asking a question that has never been asked in that context before or of being asked a question in return. And then the third strategy is my favorite, which is to see the friend as a part of you. Soul friends are an extension of you. And when you see somebody else in this way, it creates this incredible connection and this ease between the two of you that can have just profound implications for your connection. When you see your friend as a part of you, That means you want to celebrate their wins, that you're willing to feel their pains as though they are your own. It means that you're always thinking about them, that you remind them that they're not alone. This support is a really beautiful thing, and it doesn't require constant upkeep either. It's more of a mindset, a a shift of seeing people as truly connected to you. With this sense of interconnectedness, we also, in turn, increase our own experience of belonging and purpose. And now let's hear from Marielle, who talks about a friend who helped her to be the best version of herself. So I met my best friend in a unconventional way. I was on a plane heading to visit my cousin and my best friend at the time. And little did I know that it was a day that would forever change my life for the better. I got onto the plane and next to me sat this girl and she seemed nice. And I remember sparking up a conversation with her and probably started off with, you know, where are you going? And, you know, what, what's going on in your life? And in turn, she opened up to me and I opened up to her. We both were just open books naturally. And next thing we knew, a two and a half hour plane ride turned into the foundation of a beautiful friendship and pulling all the layers and finding similarities, but also intriguing differences. And it was such a beautiful, present time together on an airplane of all places and everything around us, you know, who knows who was listening and what was going on. We were so just there for each other and held space for each other. And we get to the location where she lived in Virginia. And she was so sweet and said, I'm going to walk you to your cousin and make sure you get there okay. And from there, we exchanged numbers and realized we were going to be best friends. And the rest was really history. And as I was there one night, I invited her out to eat with me and my cousin that I was visiting. And she came out and it was so nice. And just easy. And and from there, you know, we continued to stay in touch. And I was in an airplane about a few months later and said, you know, I'm thinking of you because it was a beautiful place that I got to meet you at. And back at an airport, 
And she said, what airport are you at? And I believe it was the Denver airport coming back from a trip. And she said, I'm in that airport. And I remember having a little bit of time and I rushed over to find her and give her the biggest hug. And we were just shocked that we had happened to be in the same place at the same time again. And it was just one more reason of just realizing that our lives were truly connected as soul sisters. And we talk every day, every day since we've we've been in contact and just get each other and meet each other where we're at and love on each other the best way we can, long distance. <laughs> what lovely stories these are of friendship. And one of the things that I love the most is hearing in both of their voices how much love there is for their soul friend. You might be listening to this thinking, I don't have any soul friends or my relationships are not helping me to be my best or I need more people like this around me to really thrive. If this describes you, you are certainly not alone. Friendships ebb and flow. Different people show up for us at different times. Sometimes we need to walk away from relationships that are no longer serving us, which can be very tough. If this is something you're going through, one thing to start with is to treat yourself like your own soul friend. Be compassionate to yourself in this moment of transition. And then to find them outside of yourself, it can be helpful to start right where you are, looking at your existing social network and asking, are there any weak ties in my life? People who I'm connected to, who I enjoy their company, I find them interesting, but perhaps for just circumstantial reasons, we've never gotten close or we've lost touch. These people are a really great place to start. It sometimes just takes a small, courageous step to reach out to them and to engage, asking them to go for coffee, seeing how they're doing, or just letting them know that you want to hang out sometime. Another place to find soul friends is in communities of people who share your values and your interests and your passions. If you are really interested in a specific hobby or in a particular pursuit, that's a great place to look and to connect with people, especially if it, you find it intimidating sometimes, as I certainly do, to reach out and be the first to extend the hand of friendship it makes it so much easier if you already have something in common that you can talk about and then the last strategy is a little bit different it's about going more within and getting clear on yourself as a person the things that matter to you and what you're looking for in your life Going back to the reflection question we talked about earlier of exploring who in your life has been a soul friend to you and, and why they were, what it was that they did differently. The more clear we can become on the types of people we want in our lives, the values that matter to us, the experiences that we want to have, the easier it is to find people who share that. I know in my own life, when I gained clarity 
about the person that I wanted to unfold from within me, it became a lot easier to find people who were in alignment with that. This strategy does take a little bit of patience, but it is so worth it when you find those connections who not only reflect the person that you are becoming, but also help you to step into that. Soul friends can be life-changing. Everyone deserves a few. I hope that this episode has reminded you of that and given you a few tools to help you to connect to the existing soul friends in your life, the inspiration to reach out to new ones, and the support to guide you on the way. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.